mother is an artist. I'm not going to suddenly stop doing that because I have children. So you never felt that your mother exploited you or used you? I took the leap of faith into motherhood. I make a better aunt than I would a mother, I think. My mother, she had to make it like that. She's the most difficult job on the planet. She's the mother. That sounds like a mother already devastated by the death of one son. She's going to kill me. So knowing how to prepare for mother nature's fury can actually save you. Barack Obama hated his mother. Mama, I love you, and we're going to celebrate all hour with a cake. All right, where are we going? We're going to the food cellar. It is an overpriced, res uh, overpriced grocery store in my overpriced neighborhood. And the quality is not great. Selection is not great. But it is what is available to us. So we're, so we're basically gonna be cooking Amen. today which is something I do all the time, something you do too. But probably we have very different experiences of cooking, and maybe you can t talk about what might be the difference there. Sure. I don't think she likes my microphone. She's kind of quiet. I used to love to cook. It was relaxing. It was creative. Really creative. I'm a very creative chef. I got my list, yeah. We don't need much. We just need um, tomatoes, onions. You got garlic, right? Yup. Yarp. Um, maybe lime, maybe cilantro. Perfect. Those are like not necessary, but they're kind of nice. Well, we can get those there. What do you want at the grocery, Bobby? I don't follow recipes. I just kind of make things up as I go along. What and I'm really get? good at taking whatever's in the refrigerator and just like turning it into something. Yeah. And these days, if you open my fridge, you will see a lot so of, um, oh, you could call them TV dinners, um, microwave dinners. Okay, so what changed? So, um, when I had the baby, I didn't realize how much, like, I had to hold her. But, I'm gonna fold up her stroller. It's not in everyone's way. Oh, that's how you do it. So you're folding up the stroller, and you're just gonna kind of prop it here near the door. Yeah, and I'm getting hand sanitizer, which I'm gonna put on the... Um, basket. There we go. Because that's yucky and she often puts her mouth on it. She has constant, constant needs. It's really hard to get yeah. from the stove to the refrigerator when someone's holding onto your leg. Okay. Alright, Ann, what's on our list? Alright, we need two plum tomatoes. Okay. Is a plum tomato the same as a Roma tomato? Yeah, okay. it's like that size, basically. Or this is a plum tomato. Right. See, I would call that a Roma tomato, but what? Oh, okay. Hey, that works for me. We're gonna cook one North Indian dish and one South Indian dish. And um, like my so family is North Indian, so That's this right. is a family recipe. Right. Can't have that. Right, we're grabbing for the tomatoes here. Okay, you wanna hold these? You can't eat it. And though. we're putting the tomatoes in our mouth. 
No, 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 no. no. We'll just put it in the back. Right, she loves the tomatoes, or she just likes to put she everything loves in her tomatoes, mouth. Tomatoes, but she also likes to put everything in her mouth. And and it is a little bit involved, so it'll be like we're gonna be we're gonna chop some stuff. We're gonna there gonna be some multiple stages of like first we're gonna have to toast some spices and then add some other stuff. So I think this will be a good test of the limits of cooking when you have a baby essentially or toddler at this point, right? Gave me the most forlorn look. Yep. Why is she crying? I don't know. Doesn't she doesn't want to go home? Here. So can we talk about um, what this story is really about? All right, you, you don't mess around, do you? This is probably going to make my husband uncomfortable because he's a very, very private person. I'm not going to talk about his thing. He's all cool, whatever. But this is just my thing. So I have not had a period in almost two years. And it's who knows why. Nobody seems to be able to answer that question. But you clearly need that to be going on if you want to have a baby. Because otherwise you're not ovulating. So his body seems to be able to make a baby, as far as you guys understand. And it's your body that is maybe potentially having some issues with fertility. You put that so nicely. Yeah, my body, uh, who knows what's going on? I mean, I think it could be a stress thing. Uh, for a while, uh, I was doing a lot of tennis and I lost a lot of weight. Didn't have a lot of body fat. So as you know, I've been gaining weight and that I th- that should help. But I think that there's more to it than that. So we also sought uh, sought out a specialist. So you don't feel, I was going to ask you, like, do you feel like any part of your womanhood or like identity as a woman is wrapped up in all of this i guess like part like i was it's a little bit like is disappointed the right word i was i thought i could just do this whenever i wanted like turning it on and off but hey what that's not how the body works right so i was naive like i was like oh i can like have birth control for 15 years and have my freedom and now that I'm ready to do do it differently, I'll just like switch over. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I mean it's not entirely surprising that it doesn't work like that. The bodies are more complicated and, and nuanced. Mm-hmm. I guess I should have been more aware mm. of that possibility. So yeah, I feel like my body's kind of letting me down. Um, but no womanhood thing. No, that, I'm just my ovaries are really not a part of my identity. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of the problem. <laughs> maybe they're rebelling. Maybe they're like, screw you. You think you can just ignore us all these years and now you want us um, to kick in and give you a baby? That's not how it but works. You have to I like work for it, lady. Here's the steps. All right, you have Bobby's hat in your mouth. Uh-huh. Bobby's grabbing the baguette. Uh-huh. She's almost got it. 
seriously, can I take something? No, I'm showing you how I do it. I know, but you're you're never here. Okay, so you're putting the bags down at the top of the stairs, and you're going back down. So Bobby's ascending the stairs on her own. There's one stair. There you go, There's man. There's almost two stairs. Okay, waiting for you. She's waiting for you. You just folded up the stroller in like 10 seconds. Yep, pretty good. I'm a pro. Bobby is on stair number three. Okay, so you have four bags of groceries in your hands right now. A stroller under your arm. Bobby's... Bobby's coming behind you with the cilantro. She's crawling up the stair into the door. Good job. She's Can good. Can I have that? Thank you. Come you on. are holding the door open with your foot, balancing four grocery bags. All right. Daddy wants to see you. Can you go? This door is going to hit you. I got it. All right, let's cook some food. Oh, I'm always thinking about like how she, how could she hurt herself in this situation, right? So if that's always that's the tape that's running in the back of your mind underneath everything else that you're doing, and it becomes it is really it's exhausting. It's so tiring. No, honey, you can't eat all the tomatoes here. I love you. Oh, boy. She okay? Yeah. Okay, so the bowl just shattered. What happened? She just tried to put it up on the. Yeah, she just tried to grab it off the counter. Oh, it was. We turned our backs for like a second. Yeah. It's okay, Mama. Wow, she's lucky she didn't hit herself in the head. Hopefully, Daddy will eat these tomatoes. That makes my life easier. Wow. Um. Now. What were you asking? Okay, me? never mind. No. Shopping stuff. I'm just gonna stop talking. All right. Um, I'm gonna see you what are we this. cooking first? So let's um the faster. Yeah, I could put a baby gate right there, and she could play in the living room. It's just that she doesn't want to. Like she wants to be on my person, okay. like at all okay, times. Going. Which gonna, the first, so I, guess I don't know if I did that. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, but the other thing is too that I'm counting on this not lasting. So I'm like, this. Two shall pass. I just don't know when. I mean, it's kind of a lovely thing that she wants to be that close to you, right? You know? You're like, nah. Like, try it for a week. No, I love being close to her, you know? It's just that I realize I have to give up certain things right now. And one of those things is cooking. You're, just, you're multitasking, so it's not. You're multitasking so hard, and the, the risk is like a terrible burn, you know, or a terrible something terrible happening is what you're trying to prevent. And so you're just a ball of nerves. 
you know? Yeah, like the, when that thing went crashing to the floor. Oh my god. Right, which like I don't care about that. Like that's. Okay. I like jumped out of my. Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't even. Like nobody got hurt. Is this more than you bargained for, Anne? What do you mean? Is it? What's, yeah, I mean it's kind of my. It's kind of mind blowing. I'm gonna be honest. It's mind blowing, yeah. but it doesn't dissuade me. It's just like okay, like, be prepared. What What are your thoughts? Like my thoughts are like yeah, no more cooking. <laughs> Done. At what point in this process did you come to that conclusion? Uh, when the thing crashed to the ground and broke. You mean at the very And I got really scared. I think I was more scared than either of you guys. Yeah, definitely. I think you were. But, like, seriously, that was really early on in the process. It was just because I'm sitting here, I'm, like, trying to, like, chop and not, you know, chop a finger off or whatever. And then, like, things are flying and, you know, it just seemed like, oh, my God, if I turn away for one second, maybe nothing will happen, but maybe... Do I, how do I look? Do I look scared? Like, what's... Tell me the look on my face right now. You look now. great, but I should take a photo of you. You look no, great. The look on my face. You, um... Is it, like... Polite panic? No, you actually look kind of like... Like, your hair is a little frizzled coming out from under your baseball cap. And your shoulders are a little relaxed, actually. Like, your face is a little more, like... It's, like, less, like... Like, you don't care so much about, like, what's supposed to be happening. You're more like, oh, my God, let me get through this. That's what it looks like. That's what your face looks like. I mean, you're, it's like you're less concerned with certain things that you might otherwise have been concerned with. You know? Like, burning the food. Like, that's probably you don't really fucking care about that right now. It's more like, is the baby going to fall out of the sink? Yeah, Am or, I? Or what's the next thing that's gonna go crashing? Right, right. Is yeah. that kind of how you feel? You like, are you sort of like, like you don't look wild-eyed or anything? You just, you look like, all right, my job here is to get this. You look focused. Like my job is to. Get we have this two of us yeah. here. Like if it was just me, oh my god, I would be. Well, if it was just you, then it sounds like you would have quit after that thing broke. Yeah. You had played three hours of tennis before coming over to do this thing. I think you played the tennis because you didn't really realize. Maybe you didn't realize. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize at all. How much energy it would take to do what we did. I was like, I've done grocery shopping. I've done cooking before. But the thing that I haven't done is cooked with fear. Mm. And honestly, after that bowl crashed to the floor, I was scared. Because it was so... It happened so fast and so easily. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, you had these weird reflexes where you could sort of, like, multitask your attention span, and I couldn't. And, like, when you would say that mm-hmm. you wanted me to just keep an eye on Bobby, but meanwhile I was, like, watching a frying pan, I was like, I knew I couldn't do that <laughs> yet. I'm not sure I can do that yet either, actually. Like, a couple weeks ago, I put in some tortillas, tor- tortilla chips with cheese under the broiler i was making nachos and i Mm. forgot about them and they lit on fire (laughs) and there was black smoke (laughs) billowing out of my oven and it was terrifying and it was an emergency like a real life emergency that is scary i'm I'm sorry i don't mean to laugh it's just nachos but it's scary it's cooking with fear that should be the name of the 
piece, cooking with fear. Because yeah. that's really essentially what it boils down to. I've never cooked that way before. And it's Pun ex- intended. Totally. And it's exhausting. Um, and really humbling. Yeah. Did you get my pun? You didn't. No. Boils down to. Oh my God. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> anyway. So. So, but, um, I mean, okay. It feels goofy to even ask you this. Like that could stop you on your journey. But after that, if that's the way cooking is, then you have to, you have to think, okay, that's the way like a lot of things are, the fear is going to be added to a lot of the things that you do normally. And even some things that you do to relax, it'd be like bathing with fear, (laughs) vacationing (laughs) with fear, sleeping with fear. Like that, that's kind of added on when you have a baby. So like, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it really, it gave me, gave me pause, but I, I mean, so we'll, we'll get, I will give you an answer. I have given this a lot of thought since we cooked and also just because this is my life. Like this is something that I'm thinking about actively right now with my husband, Sajan. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, at, at the front of my mind in a lot of different ways. So I, I promise I'll give you an answer. But I think maybe first, um, let's hear from another mother who also faced some biological impediments to becoming a mom. Um, but worked it out anyway. She worked it out. She didn't even have a womb. Damn. Or ovaries. Damn. Think, is that the same thing? You're a nurse. <laughs> Not the same thing. <laughs> and I want to be pregnant. Anyway, um, <laughs> she didn't let that stop her. Um, so this is Chanel International Lopez, and uh, we're going to hear from her starting backstage with her daughter, Sasha, and uh, the two of them were getting ready to perform together for the first time. Eyelashes, um, eyeliner, um, I did a little bit of um because we don't like being called drag queens because we have breasts and we live our life as women so what they did was that they either call us showgirl or titty queens usually when you perform my name is chanel international lopez i am an advocate for my trans community i'm also a role model for selective few that I consider family. Oh, I'm glad I did my makeup at home because I... If it was up to the people out there, a lot of people would be like, oh, that's my mom, that's my mom, that's my mom. Before I make someone with my child, they have to, I have to have a spiritual connection with them because I have to have that special I'm going to do a number first, and then I'm coming back out with Sasha. I know Sasha before she was transitioning. She's someone that I took under my wings because she wants to perform. I learned the basic rules of classy, independent women. From my mother, Chanel. It's like the birds. They're raised and they leave their nest. And that's how I do it. Like, okay, you know, you're my child. I showed you the ropes. I raised you. You left the nest. Go live your life. And just know that whenever you need advice, mommy's always going to be here. And I'm about to go out. I'm very much mommy. I think I'm being on the coffee say, mommy, mommy, mommy. <laughs> A lot of my kids who've had problems with their own mothers would have their mothers connect with me, and I would sort of like have a relationship with the parents also, 
you know, the parents start to see like, oh, okay, this is a good role model for my child. Oh, they're showing my child the right things and answering my child the questions that I can't answer because of the transitioning or because of the gay lifestyle. God, we just want to thank you and allow us to tear this show down like our traditional family has been done. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen, man. Let him know I'm ready. And I'll cut, you got to come get me. Because he got to in the lights here. My grandmother was confused at first, her being old school, fat, you know, old fashioned. Like she would get home and, her, and, and my grandfather would be cooking. But she was the one that was the first to accept who I was. And, you know, and actually she's the one that gave me my name, Chanel, because that's her favorite perfume. And when she came from Dominican Republic as an immigrant years ago, she, her, when she was able to afford her perfume, the first perfume she bought was Chanel. Vamos a hablar de la receta de la bichola con dulce, ¿verdad? Y qué es lo que tú, qué es lo que tú le le pone que lo hace tan rico. Yo la pongo a cocinarse cuando están blanditas. At the age of like 14, my mother sent me to the Dominican Republic because, you know, I needed to be a little bit more masculine and. Este, leche evaporada, azúcar. My father, to this day, does not speak to me. When he found out that I had transitioned into being a woman, he was not happy at all. You know, my mother has dealt with it. It wasn't easy for her either. It's not that she don't love me, it's just that she doesn't understand. It's like our tradition. So now I got the recipe. <laughs> I'm going to try it one day at home. Hopefully it comes out as good as hers. My grandmother at the end of the day loves me, no matter what. I can be a drug addict in the corner and she'll still love me. That's just my grandmother. <laughs> She's never really tasted my cooking. I think only one. Hola, ¿cuántas veces has tratado mi comida? Yo creo que dos veces o tres veces. ¿De qué? De la comida que yo cocino. Cuando yo te cocinaba aquí de vez en cuando. Oh, igual que yo. Estaba bien. She said it was good, just like hers. <laughs> And a lot of these kids, what they need is really that warmth feeling of a parent that they've never had or that they don't get from their family. My birth mother, I, I don't. I just called her yesterday and it's been two years. I'm very happy and grateful where I'm at in my life and who's in my life and who's not. So I'm, I'm satisfied. It's funny because I've never really been such a family person because of the going back and forth and everything I went through. So I kind of created a family. You know, having a gay mom like Jessica Fox, having a gay father, you know, having my gay kids. We don't have that bond with our family, so we create a family to have a bond. And then I have kids of my own. So as same way as me looking at Tushanel as my mother and everything and everything, someone looked at me 
And now I have to set a, a role model, same way my mother has set them to me. We're just like any other family. Chanel is awesome. Yeah. I'm just going to come right out and say that right now. It was such a pleasure to hang out with her and um, to have any kind of window into her life. Like, she was so generous with her time. Her grandmother, who you hear just for a little bit in the piece, you hear her more in another piece on Latino USA uh, about their relationship. Because um, she is, you know, maybe the most important biological um, family member in Chanel's life. Mm. But Would were, you say that? Chanel's grandmother pretty much taught her how to mother. Yeah, I think you could say that. I mean, who am I to make these conclusions? But um, I think Chanel learned kind of how to take care of people from her grandmother and how to be accepting from her grandmother. And that's kind of what she offers her own kids, right? It's kind of unconditional acceptance and and guidance. Mm -hmm. But that brings us back to the question that you asked, which I did not answer right so what are you thinking you want to have a baby when you put it like that um the short answer is yes I mean I've given this a lot of thought and it's it's actually I've given a lot of thought but that's not really the part that counts it's more kind of a gut thing like there was a time in my life where like the worst thing I could ever imagine happening to me was getting pregnant Seriously. Mm-hmm. And I, it actually, I mean, it scared the crap out of me throughout college. Lit, a little bit later in life, it would have derailed a lot of things that I wanted to do if I'd had to suddenly care for another human being. Or at least you think that. You thought that. Yeah. It, I thought that, and it really, really scared me. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way anymore. Um, you know, And as we talked about in that like first piece... I haven't had a period in, God, I don't even know how long. Honestly, I lost track. It's the last time we went to India. It's like two years ago. That's kind of freaky. There's a time in my life when I would have been happy to not deal with that crap because it's a pain in the ass, as we all know. Sorry, guys, you don't know, but just FYI, it's a pain in the ass. Um, and now I have to say, like, I would be really happy if my period would just, like, show up and, like, could get my, like, ovarian show on the road so that you know yes but mm, maybe not right away mm-hmm. but not that long in the future either oh my god <laughs> what <laughs> yes but i don't know but yes but yes i mean yes but the question is when so um, i'll answer one question and i'll raise another question okay yeah so that's my ovarian odyssey. It's just beginning and we're going to hear more about it just because people don't really talk about these things. Right. I think a lot of people struggle um, with fertility. I'm just going to mm-hmm. call it that. It is fertility. Um, it's not something where you just snap your fingers for a lot of people and you decide to get pregnant and then your body's like, oh yeah, coming right up. Here's a baby, you know, like hit defrost on the microwave. No. So... I'll be talking about my experience and um, the fertility diaries. Oh God, no! If you call Please. it that, if you call it that, then I'm not going to do it. Um, but no, so there there will be more to come, and um, maybe it will be a very short series, and maybe it won't. We'll see. That's the thing. Oh yeah, we don't because we're playing roulette. Uh, it's a little bit unknown. 
that's part of the thing that makes it interesting, though. We right? shall see. But speaking of odysseys, I believe you are off on an odyssey of sorts. It's not an ovarian odyssey, I'll tell you that right now. But I'm actually going on a literal odyssey, I guess. I'm moving back to Indianapolis, my hometown. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to go there and breed and write and hopefully do some radio work. Definitely do some radio work. And we're definitely going to keep doing the podcast, but it will be a little bit different because we won't be four inches from each other's noses anymore. We'll be on the phone. So we can like have coffee and Skype once a week in the morning, maybe? Definitely. Are you kidding? Okay. At least. I feel a little... Can I call I, you every morning? Yeah. Well, I feel a little stalker. I feel a little stalkerish here. Really? Yeah. Dude. Hey, Amy. Can we have coffee? You know, I'm going to have to make my own coffee. I know. And I'm really worried about that because one time you made coffee <gasps> for me. <laughs> how bad was and that coffee? It was coffee? like weak tea. Oh, God. I didn't know how to work that thing. I know. It was a coffee maker. I know. They're like hard. You just got to stick to the other thing, yeah. whatever it's called. Um, but no, uh, we're going to... Yeah. So we're going to keep going. We have a lot of really uh, interesting, exciting stories coming up. Mm -hmm. But first, we're going to deal with a a little bit of life. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back with another episode of Mother. So I guess for now, we'd just like to thank the people that made this episode possible. Sincere special thanks to Chanel International Lopez and her grandmother, Melita Sanchez. And also Sue Yaka, a dear friend of mine who introduced me to Chanel. Um, They work together at the Anti-Violence Project. And uh, they made this story possible. Here's the thing. You're listening. Hopefully, if you've listened this far, you like us. You like the show. We don't want your money yet. But I don't want... Do you want money? I love money. I I want money, but I'm not asking for any of our listeners' money. <laughs> My point is, um, but if you're interested in, you know, giving back a little bit, okay, what we need is ratings and reviews on iTunes big time. iTunes is the boss when it comes to podcasts, and every time you write a review for Mother, a podcast, a fairy gets its wings. That's right. Or something equally magical. So if you have 30 seconds, please, we need wings. We need many, many wings. And I wanted to read one of our recent um, reviews that we really appreciate. We hope we hope you'll find this inspiring. They're all, like, amazing. And thank you so much for any of you who have taken the time to make mm-hmm. um, reviews. 13 of you have, and we are grateful. Um, but this is so cool because, let's see, by user bots. Userbots, if you're listening. With two S's. Yes. This is from you, and thank you. Um, And Userbots says, Sometimes an idea is only obvious in retrospect. So much content about mothers is really just focused on the act of mothering with tips and also tends to focus primarily on the audience of mothers. This podcast has a fresh take. They focus on mothers, not mothering. In doing so, they open up their podcast to a full audience beyond mothers and address the subject of mothers in all of its facets. Insightful, honest, willing to push into tough sledding. Hope to hear more soon. Dude, how, it's like you know us. Um, did, but Amy, you don't. Did, like, did you write honestly, that? 
I did, did you not write that, write Amy? That? <laughs> and I don't know who that is. And I did Google stock them a little bit. So okay, I didn't write not, that either. It's but not my do you mom. Feel like we had some kind of like Martian mind. I going do. On like there. user bots, email us at motheraPodcast at gmail We would like to thank you because yeah. you get it, and that, anyone can. That is exactly what we're doing. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Anything you have to say, say it. You, you don't even have to write a nice review. Just no, write, it can be bad. Just write a review. But anyway, anybody can can email us at motheropodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. If you don't want to put it on the review, like, and you have something you want to talk about, like, yo, send us a note. Or if, if something you heard in the show, like, makes you think of a certain thing, send us send us an email. We're open. We also tweet. Um, our handle is motherpodcast. My lip is pouting. Next stop is... <laughs> but I didn't cry. I thought I might cry. So. Did you really? While we were recording? Yeah. I'm kind of a crier. Really? Yeah. I you you can see you that? Cry. Oh, God. Just ask my husband. Well, I could see, like, cry. angry crying. No. No, no. Sad crying. All crying. All types. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't cried about this trip yet, but I suspect that I will cry... I'm like driving out of the city and I'm just like, oh my God, this part of my life is done. You're not going to be like, you're not going to be like, fuck you. Oh no, I will. I will also be like that. Like Like, I'll try to hit some people on my way out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, God, I hope that neighbor that I can't stand is like, happens to be in the street. (laughs) Right as I'm pointing away. Uh, So when, how long is it going to take you to get there? 12 hours. That's it? Yeah. That's you can I... come and visit. See? Is there a bus? Yeah, dude. I don't have a car. Of course. Okay. Well. Come and see me. It's not like, you know. I will come and see you. We'll figure it out. We got stuff to do. A lot of stuff. We got yeah. a lot of, a lot of stuff to do. Uh,